Are you prepared to clap? I am prepared to clap. All right. One, two, three, four. Clap, 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 clap. Was that still off? Yeah. I was trying to even go a little bit ahead of what I saw. <laughs> you can see me? Yeah. I can't see you at all. It just says poor connection. This video will resume automatically when the connection improves. Oh, I see you. Well, cool. Hi. Hello. So, with the way things work, you and I saw each other between the last recording and this recording, and then we didn't we even did. we didn't even record in person. No, things were a little bit chaotic. Dad got married. Oh, I thought you meant um, we had a we had a crazy puzzle to finish. But yeah, that happened that too. too. <laughs> puzzle was stupid. Grandma, if you're watching this, that's the worst puzzle I've ever done. Grandma right. got me a puzzle for Christmas, and it was dogs, because I like dogs, and the majority of it was just yellow labs. So the entire <laughs> puzzle looked the exact same. It was so hard. Cause it was a I, thousand pieces, too. I think it wouldn't have been as hard if they'd all been like holding something but only like three of them had toys and then the other 45 were just dogs sitting there and there was like no shadows either they were all lit the same and then photoshopped onto the same picture yeah the same blue background i don't think i've thrown it away yet i plan on throwing it away now but other than doing the puzzle dad got married a couple yeah. weeks ahead of when he was supposed to yeah and not at all where he wanted to <laughs> Yep, continuation of the coronavirus mania. Had to get it in before the shelter in place went in effect. Yeah, so it was just like immediate family and then the best man and his wife. Yep, ten of us plus the pastor. Yeah, it was, it was an experience. Now I was I was live streaming it on Dad's phone in my or on my phone on Dad's Facebook account, and my phone was about to die the entire time. So I wanted to, like, look at the pastor and, like, hurry up. <laughs> it didn't take that long. Just... Your phone must not have been supercharged at all because it was, like, less than half an hour. Yeah, my phone, it was at, like, 20%, and I found my portable charger. But my portable charger wasn't anywhere near charged. So I got up to, like, 30% before my portable charger died. Yeah, and then you left right after that. So now here we are, on the phone. Mm -hmm. The drive back to Ames was pretty boring, as it always is. I would imagine. Although some of my least favorite driving memories have been driving across western Iowa. But I guess you were driving across northern Iowa. Yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah. I made one stop, and I felt so good about myself. Because I got gas for, I think, 182. And it was like 10 cents cheaper than it was in the cities and then i drove past clear lake iowa and gas was a dollar 43 a gallon are you kidding me wow you need to get the gas buddy app i have it no i don't i had it gas buddy was really good when i first downloaded it and then it's kind of been a little more hit or miss the last year or so really you'll you'll go to a place and the price isn't accurate yeah i usually it's sometimes hit or miss with getting cheap gas on the way up because gas in clear lake is usually pretty cheap 
Um, because it's right next to Mason City and that's where they make gas. So I usually try and get gas there. But the last couple times I've gone up to the cities, it was cheaper in Albert Lee and then I was kicking myself for getting gas in Clear Lake. Yep. But the Clear Lake stop has Culver's. And Albert Lee just has that one building. The Travel Lodge or whatever. Yeah, I stopped there, went to the bathroom, and then got... What did I buy? I bought a Powerade and a bag of chips. You bought a Powerade on purpose? Yes. I'm not a Powerade fan. I'm not a I'm not a sports drink fan in general because I prefer having more taste and not as much water. But if I do have sports drinks, I would go Gatorade over Powerade. By a yeah, long the Powerade shot. was cheaper, and my plan was to mix it with an emergency to do kind of like the immune system, <laughs> immune system boost. So I got like a cherry Powerade, mixed it with my disgusting strawberry kiwi emergency, and the two gross fl- flavors kind of balanced out. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Well, uh, congratulations, I guess. Thank you. Yep. Now I just need to buy more of that gross Powerade if I want more emergencies. So I saw Dad today. He was moving more stuff out, and he said he liked the first episode. And then he said, I have a suggestion for you. You two should maybe introduce yourselves. And I was like, yeah, I realized that after we hung up for the first call. It's like we didn't introduce ourselves at all. And that was part of why I called yeah. the first one episode zero and not episode one. So now welcome to episode one where, where we'll actually introduce who we are. Yeah, so who are we, brother? <laughs> well, there's your first clue, I guess. So my name is Eric. I'm Elena. And we are siblings. And we're siblings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the oldest. Elena's the youngest. I speak for both of us, apparently. And then we have a middle sister who is not on this podcast. Yeah, hence the name two out of three and then the logo. Yep. Sorry, Emily. She's busy with her job. Perhaps she can join us at some point. I think we have plans to introduce some of her into the podcast, but that's all I'll say for right now. Mm-hmm. Stay, stay glued yes. to your ha- earphones. <laughs> yeah, so we're from Minnesota. We're from around the Twin Cities area. Grew up around there. Eric went to college around there, moved out to Denver, then moved back. I came down to Ames for college, so I'm still here. Eric's living in Dad's house right now. Yep. Not even Dad's living in Dad's house anymore. Nah, because Dad just got married. Yep. Got a new house. And the two of us, Elena and I, are almost eight years apart in age. Just a little short of that. I was thinking about that yesterday, that I was in second grade when you were born. Yeah, because I ruined your second grade musical. So that is, I think... You, in part, ruined it for me. Let's not say that you completely ruined the musical. But yes, mom and dad weren't able to be at the musical. Yeah, so you were due two days before you were born, or one day before you were born, I think, on the 17th. And then we had the musical scheduled for the 18th, and it was like an evening musical. We, like, did a performance for the school and then went home, and then came back later that night and did a performance for parents. And when I got home from school, 
it was just Grandma Joyce and Emily at home, and Mom and Dad had gone to the hospital. And so you were born early evening, and we found out and, like, talked with Mom and Dad on the phone, I think, before we went up to back up to the school. But they didn't get to see me. They didn't get to see me being a... a <laughs> Audio a sound tech, tech or whatever. Yeah. Getting to push, push play and stop on the tape recorder or the tape player. That's how long ago that was. It was an actual cassette tape. But yeah, yeah, so we, we're, what, like three and a half months shy of eight years apart? Yep. Yeah, you're mid-May and I'm end of August. Yeah, growing up was interesting being so far apart. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I think it was difficult for us because because of the age difference, but also because we are similar enough and dim- different enough, similar enough and different enough to cause problems. Yeah, because you and Emily, you're like two years apart, so you already had like the sibling friendship. Then I came along five yeah. years later, five years after Emily. And that's the thing is, I don't remember life without Emily. For a long time, my oldest memory was Emily's the day she was born. Which I now I only remember that that was the memory. I don't remember that actually being the case anymore. So and then yeah, you you showed up five years later, and then we moved a year after that. Yeah, to the bigger house. Yeah. Which we don't live in anymore. We moved out last year, last summer. Yep. And I think part of us do, or part of me, why I wanted to do this with you was because we didn't really have a relationship at all because of how how far apart we were. <laughs> nope. And then also, uh, I left, well, I went to school, I didn't really leave, but I went to college, and what, you were 10, 11? Yeah, you were in college the entire time I was in junior high and high school. Yeah, I would have started college when you were 10, and then after I graduated, I went straight out to Denver and did graduate school. So I was gone for the majority of your, or for all of your adolescence, basically. Yeah, I... Growing up, I was always really close with our neighbor, Kayla. I mentioned her in the last one. But I wasn't really close with either of you. And then once you went off to school, Emily, Emily and I got closer because we lived together. Yeah. But then we never really had the you and I bonding after that. Yep. So I felt like since we were both interested in this sort of a medium or internet content in general... And then with mm-hmm. my interest in particular in the Vlog Brothers and their uh, their advice, I guess, to do projects with your siblings to get closer together. Here we are. Here we are. So I think we had some ideas for doing YouTube videos together, and I think we only did one. That was a long time ago. We did. Yeah, we did the one on mine. Did we do one on yours? I don't think so. You, like, asked me questions about politics or something. Yeah asked you about voting because you weren't going to be 18 in the last presidential election. And then I just, like, asked the same question different ways over and over. Yeah, I don't really remember that video. It was, a uh, We filmed it... I was home briefly at some point, and we filmed it, like, in April or May. And then that summer I was working in Georgia, and I edited it while I was in Georgia and put it out then. Another example of my procrastination and editing. <laughs> oh, I get that. I think it was probably not this past Christmas, but the one before that. 
I got Emily a present, and then I was like, you also have another present. She's like, is it a Vine compilation? Yeah, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Never gave it to her. I never finished editing it. You're going to end up putting together a compilation from whatever comes after TikTok for her. That's how long it's going to (laughs) take. Well, I downloaded a lot of the vines and like I have some of them put together. I just I never exported it. I don't know if I even found all of the vines. I had like a list on my phone of vines that Emily liked. Some of them aren't even vines. They're just clips of videos that she thought was funny. Oh, it's the worst. When you click on a vine video and they're like, these are all a compilation of vines and then they're not vines. You like hit that point when it goes just over six seconds and you're like, what is this? This is not a vine. Mm-hmm. You cannot call this a vine compilation. Yeah, because I think the ones that I found, that, like the other videos she liked, I cut them down so they were shorter than six seconds. Like there's one, I don't think it ever made it into a vine though. It was on Jeopardy. They did a category that was like rap. And so Alex, Alex Trebek was rapping on Jeopardy. So they did, um, <laughs> uh, it's like Alex Trebek just standing behind his podium and started from the bottom. Now we're here. Started from the bottom. Now the whole team here. Panda, 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 panda. <laughs> so I think it came out after Vine died, but they're short enough that they could have been a Vine. I remember when Vine first started, I heard about it from someone in the lunch line, like talking to somebody else. He was like, there's this new social media platform where you just make like six second videos. I think it's going to be really big. And I thought to myself, that sounds so stupid. And then Vine went and proved me wrong. I don't think I remember when it first came out, but I mean, I remember like the beginning it's like classic Vines. What was that? Like 2014? I don't know. Something like that. It was when the, the WAP was popular at dance. Or no, I guess I heard about it. I was in college, so it would have been before 2014. It would have been like 2012 when I heard about the the start of it. But it wasn't big yet. It was in its infancy. Yeah, Vine was a platform. Now TikTok kind of TikTok kind of has the same energy as Vine, but it's different because the videos can be longer. Yeah, well. And I feel like they're not quite as it widespread has, it, as Vines. It has the same energy as Vine, if you believe the compilation titles on youtube (laughs) i watched a compilation of tiktoks today that was like tiktoks to watch when you're in quarantine then the first recommended video was um tiktoks to watch when you're in quarantine with the coronavirus oh one-upping that last title yep well you gotta get the views yeah because tiktok started out as musically didn't it i have no idea i know very little about tiktok other than so it's I'm a video sure platform. I'm pretty sure it was like near the end of Vine, Musical.ly came around, and it was just like people acting out or dancing to like songs or like lip syncing to songs. And then I'm pretty sure that eventually it, someone can correct me, but I think that Musical.ly became TikTok. Well, I guess I have a computer in front of me. Why don't we just look it up? Musical.ly. But it's not spelled just musically. I don't remember how it's spelled. Musically TikTok. TikTok formerly known as musically, so you are correct. 
Yeah, because, like, the whole platform switched. Because Musical.ly was intended to be, like, lip-syncing. Actually, I don't know if that's what it was intended for, but that's what it was used for. It was bizarre. Yeah. There's definitely a difference between what something is intended for and what it's used for. Just look at something like any social media platform. Yeah, Facebook. Originally that's for college kids. People in college. Yep. Now it's for. Now it's for people. Midwestern moms. Grandparents that need to yell about politics, Russian bots. Share minion memes. <laughs> <laughs> Almost just lost my water there. I saw a tweet recently. Let me see if I can pull it up quickly. That was um, like how to get boomers to care about social issues. And it was people had just, like, instead of typing, like, the normal minion meme, they would just type, like, climate change is real over the minion's face. And be like, are, are they going to look at this? <laughs> so there's this one. It's a minion. He's just standing there. And then the caption, like, the text next to him, um, your mind is a powerful thing. When you fill it with Fox News, your kids will stop visiting. <laughs> just things like that. Yeah. Part of me doesn't want to slam things like that because we know people who watch those things. But I I don't like Fox News specifically, cable news in general. News coverage at all in general right now. It's just a lot of it's not new. They just say the same thing over and over and over. Like with the coronavirus yeah. deal, I've been hearing about coronavirus. Like as I was slowly deciding to phase news coverage of any kind back into my life, was right as the coronavirus virus was breaking out in China. So the BBC was like twice a day I was hearing about coronavirus. And then the election here was happening at the same time with all the primaries coming up. It's like, this is why I backed out in the first place, because it's the same thing over and over. And then yeah, I don't, add the cable news platform. I don't intend to watch the news, but it just it finds you on social media. Yeah, that's what I found out. Even not being on social media, I have been aware of a fair amount of goings-on or a lot of what I feel like I need to know, even without actively seeking it out. Mm-hmm. We live in one big bubble. Everything's connected. Yeah. And then I did, I tried to, I heard somebody talking about supporting journalists and good news coverage, and I was like, well... Maybe I'll try to do something like that. So I got a like one of those short starter starter subscriptions for the New Yorker. But I just I realized really quickly that I wasn't gonna read it. It was like twelve twelve issues. And about five issues in, I was like, This isn't I'm just not reading it. It's not gonna be worth it for me to keep getting this. Yeah, with school I get a free subscription to the New York Times, so not like the actual paper, but I can go online and view as many articles as I want, but I usually just use it if I'm like writing a paper. I don't just head on over to the website and click a bunch of articles. Yeah. Because most of the things that affect me, the campus paper will cover. And I know someone who works for the paper, so he'll share like every article. These headphones will shut off every half hour when it doesn't think they're being used. And apparently it doesn't think a telephone call is them being used. So I just had to turn them back on. I was cleaning my room the other day and I have a drawer that's kind of just like 
miscellaneous things, mainly cables. So, like, I bought a pack of four iPhone chargers, and I just keep the extra ones in the drawer. And I keep empty boxes in there, so boxes for, like, my window decorations or, like, electronic stuff. And I found two old boxes for Apple headphones, both of which were empty because I've had to buy in the past, like, year and a half two different pairs of Apple headphones, and they've both broken. We might have to cut this one short, or I might have to move, because you're cutting in and out now. Let me see about moving first. You might have to hear and the... Move uh, closer to the router. Yeah, you might have to hear the... Uh, well, I guess any sound. That's part of why I've been doing it in the closet, because it's more insulated. Yeah, when I... Um, thought I was going to start a gaming channel. I I was like staying in your room at the time cuz you weren't there. I was in high school. And like <laughs> I taped blankets to the ceiling and like hung blankets down around me cuz mom's room was right above your room and I'd be up like playing games until 2 in the morning. I didn't want to wake mom up. I tried to insulate it with stuffed animals. Kept all these doors closed too. It's dark out now. Out of the dungeon. I was thinking, um, recently, that like if there's ever a tornado in our apartment or like near Ames, there's not really anywhere for us to go because this entire complex doesn't have anything like underground. We're on the second floor, so we just like. Hang out in the bathtub, I guess. Yep. I thought about that a little in Denver because we were the same way, but then there aren't really tornadoes that hit Denver. It's a little high up for that. Like, it can still get hit, but it's not typical. Yeah, because Ames is more likely to get hit than the cities were. It's just one of those thoughts. Like, I don't think... We're gonna be impacted by a tornado anytime soon. I mean, you can't really guess that sort of thing, but if one comes, like this entire complex could just be taken out. It's cheaply built, so I don't really feel that bad for the property management company. Well, if anything does hit, the bathroom is the place to be. Although, are you a upstairs tenant or are you on the first floor? We're on the second floor. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, pull a Tom Hanks in the money pit. Bathtub falls through the ceiling. That movie was a movie where the intro was terrible, the end was terrible, and the middle was hilarious. <laughs> but it's like the story itself wasn't very good. Oh, it's a pretty bad movie, but so funny. Where are you? I'm in the living room. No, or I'm in the den. No, you're not. I was just in there. I'm in the right floor here. Behind the chair. <laughs> now let's do Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I have that somewhere.
I got a two pack with that and the burbs. And the burbs. Yeah, we watched was the burbs bad. as siblings. I remember we were like twenty minutes into the movie and you turned to Emily and you're like, This isn't good. <laughs> we watched the rest of it. Yeah. Not my favorite Tom Hanks movie. Actually probably my least favorite Tom Hanks movie. I looked it up one time. I don't remember why, but I think I've seen twenty Tom Hanks movies. Like movies where Tom Hanks was the lead or a primary character. I mean, that doesn't surprise me for you. There's a website called List Challenges. People, like, compile these lists. And so there was one that was, like, every Disney movie ever. You go through and click all the ones that. that you've seen. That was tough, though, because there are so many old Disney movies. Yeah. And, like, I've done a lot of the, like, 20, 250 best movies of all time. And I feel like I've seen a lot of movies. Then I go through it. It's like, I've never heard of these. But I feel like you do a lot better at those. Because you see more movies than me. Yeah. Well, at least recently. And things like The Matrix and The Terminator. Like, I know of them, but I've never seen them. Yeah. The Matrix is really good. I like that. It's probably my top ten. And then there's a, a fair amount of horror movies on them. I don't I don't like horror movies. Yeah, I can do like one a year. This year, whenever the time comes, it'll be a quiet place too. Once movie theaters reopen. Yeah, and so on a lot of the lists, there are Tom Hanks movies, and there are things that like I know I haven't seen this, but I'm pretty sure Eric has. Like the Green Mile, I think you have that one. Yeah, that's good. Or um, Robin Williams, Goodwill Hunting. I've never seen that one. That's really good too. That's on Netflix. Is it? Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a gander. So there was one of those quizzes or like challenges that I did the other day and I wish that they could like show you which movies you click like the percentage of people who have taken the quiz who have also seen that movie because there were a handful that like the only reason I knew them was because I took an intro to world film class last year so just like a random Polish movie I was like I I know that I've seen that yeah I want to know how many other people who took the quiz also knew it or there's times where I'll see stuff and there'll be a movie on there. It's like that was communist propaganda. Why is this why is this ranked as one of the best movies ever? There was it was I think I was in high school, I found one and it's now would be considered old, but it was like Reddit's top two hundred fifty movies at the time. And I went through and I like wrote down every single movie on the list. Now I was going to go through and watch all of them. And then I went around like quizzing our family members. Like, have you seen these movies? And I read them the entire list and I annoyed everyone that whole summer. Yeah. I still never got around to finishing the list. I have it somewhere. It's hard to find like an objective list like that. Like I think AFI had a top 100, the American Film Institute, but that was like at their 100th anniversary. So it wasn't updated. They now they'll have a top 10 every year of the like the afi 10 best movies and i still need to see the farewell from last year i got around a couple months ago to finally watching avatar and i was like surprised with how good it was the uh, i remember there being this huge buzz around avatar and then for the next five years no one said a single word about the movie the james cameron movie Mm-hmm. that was because it was more about the visual than anything like, it was visually impressive and it was meant to be seen on the IMAX screens, which is part of why I didn't have a ton of interest in it. 
And then the one time I tried to watch it was on an airplane. I got like 15 minutes oh, in. I was like, I'm still not interested screen. in this. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched the other guys instead. Yeah. Also, I watched that. Night. Avatar's on Disney Plus now. So if you ever get around, I think it was. I was pleasantly surprised with how good it was. Yeah, I saw that it's there, and he's still there. Apparently, they've been in production of Avatar two for since the last one finished ten years ago. So if that ever comes out, I didn't they open at Disney World, like a I think it was in Animal Kingdom. They did like a Pandora. I have no idea. It's meant to be like Avatar World. I haven't been to Animal Kingdom since two thousand three. I haven't either. I've been back to Disney several times since our first family trip, and we never went back to Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I've been back to every other park, though. Yep. So that's... I'm, I have a friend from the last place I worked who used to work at Animal Kingdom, so if you ever hear this, I'm sorry, but wasn't my favorite. It's not super, really my deal. I don't even really remember it because I was, what, four years old when we went on? I think I was five when we went on the trip. Yeah, it would have been... I was in seventh grade. Maybe it was 2004 then. So you would have been... It would have been right around when you turned five because it was in the spring. Yeah, I don't remember much from that trip. Which is a little funny because we took it when we did so that you would remember it. But I guess... That's more for you remembering it for a shorter period of time than for your lifetime. Plus, now you've been back so many more times than I have that you have other mm-hmm. memories of Disney. Yeah, I've been there probably at, uh, well, I was going to say probably at least three more times than you. You did the band trip. No one was on that. Yeah, we got to play a show at Epcot or a parade at Epcot and a parade at Magic Kingdom in 2007. So I went back for that. And then I think I was back when mom turned 50. She brought everyone there. And I think those are the only, those three times. So those two plus the first family trip. Those are the only times I've been. Oh, no. Um, We went to go see Grandma Mary once and we went to the parks. Did we really? Yeah, she made us bologna sandwiches, and we were sitting in the parking lot, and Emily was like, I cannot eat this bologna sandwich. I don't remember that were at all. Were you there for that? Because I really wanted a balloon, and then I, I didn't say that I wanted a balloon until after we had left the park. And Mom was like, well, why didn't you say anything? She's like, I don't know. And then you and Emily were like, well, what are you going to do with a balloon? We leave tomorrow or the next day or whatever. Mom was like, well, Grandma could have enjoyed it. I don't remember that at all. My my one memory of a trip down to see Grandpa and Grandma would have been, what was that, 10th grade, 11th grade? But like we went down in January. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, we were down there a few times. That's yeah. Other than going back down for the memorial service, I don't remember going down other than that. Those two, that would have, I do remember. It was, what year was... That was 2007, because it was a month before the 50th Daytona 500. Yeah, because we went to the track, and you were like, only my parents would bring me to a racetrack the wrong the wrong week. Yeah, 2008. And they were testing, and we got Dale Jarrett's autograph, because he was down there. But we went another time down to Florida, and maybe you weren't on the trip, a time between that trip and the memorial service. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been there then. Not that I remember. Well, I, 
I want to say it was the trip where you got stopped at security for um that was the drum. that was the 2008 trip so it could be the same trip and i just don't remember going to disney there was i don't know all the trips kind of blur together but I, there was the one time that we got um stuck in atlanta we had to fly into orlando and rent a car i don't remember which one that was that was that one okay because then there was a, a different one where we flew minneapolis to atlanta atlanta to daytona beach yeah i remember we got stuck in atlanta because of weather and i think we were supposed to fly to daytona and instead we flew to orlando got to the airport or to the got to the hotel at like twelve thirty in the morning so it's like all dark out and then we come out the next morning and across the street is the hotel we'd stayed at for band so hey look at that i know right where we are i remember when we went back to disney for mom's 50th um you and i went on splash mountain yep and we were just getting up to the big drop and then the ride stopped and they had us climb out of our logs and go around, uh, back around the character exit. And we were, like, standing in the back of Disney World. And you were just like, I know where we are. I've been here. That's where the band lined up. <laughs> yep. I was thinking about that today because I watched uh, We Bear Bears Minisode where they were on a log flume. Yeah, and then the next time I went to Disney World, we were on the ride. It was me and Mom, I think. And we were on the log flume, and it stopped. And I was like, this is not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're not getting stopped again on the log flume. The nice thing about that, it was so busy that day that they gave us, uh, like, a free fast pass for any ride on the list. And one of them was Space Mountain, so we didn't have to wait in the two-hour line for Space Mountain. We, like, almost ran over there. Emily was standing outside Splash Mountain, like, with all of our things, because we gave her our things. And I remember when we came out finally, she was like, I thought you died. (laughs) I don't remember that. Because we had to have been on it for a while before they got us off. Yeah, well. But we couldn't, like, text her or anything, because she had our phones. And then you factor in how long you stand in line and so on and so forth. That was a busy day. It was nice, though, because we were staying at a resort on the property, and so we could, like, stay for an hour after everyone else had to leave. Mm-hmm. And but it was then raining. it cleared out. It was raining, but it cleared out almost entirely. And I was so much yeah, happier we on, when everyone um, left. The the train one. Yeah. Whatever another, the, the big a, train roller coaster is. It's another is. mountain name. Thunder Mountain? Is that that one? It sounds close. Probably right. Something like that. So we went on it, we did it once, and then we were, like, about to get out, and then one of the workers was like, if you want to go on again, like, go for it. We just sat back down. Yep. That's like that. You were, like, screaming, like, this is the coldest I've ever been! (laughs) Because it was raining, and we were on a fast roller coaster. (laughs) That's, like, the one roller coaster that has, like, any intensity at Magic Kingdom. And that's coming from someone who's measures intensity by the wild thing at Valley Fair. <laughs> Go look it up, people. It used to have the highest drop in the world or something like that. When we went to Valley Fair in sixth grade, it was like everyone had to get on the bus at four o'clock and the park or the amusement park closed at five. But if you had a chaperone with you... Like, if one of the chaperones on the trip had driven themselves, you could just stay until park close 
So one of the chaperones happened to be my friend's mom. And so we stayed after the entire school cleared out or all of the sixth graders cleared out. We did the wild thing like seven times. Nice. You probably had a lot more students on that trip than I did. Because when I was in sixth grade, our elementary school had just opened. And so there were only two sixth grade classes. And then one of the sixth grade classes didn't get to go. So it was just like 30 of us. (laughs) We had four classes. So like 120. Yeah, something like that. And then all the chaperones. Yeah. I remember some from that. I don't remember a ton. I haven't been to Valley Fair since 2009, I think. I went with church. I don't think I've been back since we went in sixth grade. It would have been 2012. But I mean, I've been to Disney World at least twice, three times since then. I hadn't been to the Mall of America for a long time, too. And then this last couple months when I was working close to there, I went over there a couple of times and just walked around. I think it's interesting growing up where we did um because like i'll talk to people now who will like in iowa like make a family trip out of going to the mall of america and then i go there and it's like it's just a mall to me like yeah we grew up with that the first time back after it'd been 10 years or whatever i was like wow this place is enormous there's so much stuff here and then the second time back it's like oh okay this is just normal because like i can recognize that it's a big mall but then my freshman year here, um, one of my friends was like, oh, we're going to go down to Des Moines to go to the Jordan Creek Mall. Do you want to come with? It's like the biggest mall. And I showed up and it was just like a normal mall. <laughs> like it was the size of, um, what's the city? Um, the Cheesecake Factory, where is that? Southdale, in Edina. Edina? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the size of that mall. I was like, this is, this is just a mall. <laughs> it's so big. It's not that big. Yeah. I went to the AMC at Southdale in, like, December, and it is set up super strange. Just with, like, there's... I feel like you have to see it for me to explain it. It's just so different from any other place. And the theater I was in was, like, there was the screen, and then there were, like, two rows, and then the aisle, and then there were, like, three rows and an aisle, and then a back row. And it was, like, set up... When you came out, you could see that there was, like, it was on the second floor, and on the first floor was just a walkway. So the theater is just, like, built over a normal hallway in the mall. Hmm. Again, you have to, I feel like you have to see it to understand. It was just not what I was accustomed to. I don't typically spend a lot of time at malls. There's a mall in Ames, but I... I was only there a couple times last summer, right before I left for Italy. I needed to buy some new clothes. But, I mean, that was the only time I ever had any reason to go to that mall. Oh, I take it back. I bought a pillow there at a Kohl's once. At Bethel, the they had a shuttle that would go from school to the mall, Rosedale Mall, and then to Target, and then back to Bethel. And freshman year, after a couple of times going to the mall, it's like, I don't ever need to be in a mall again. And I lasted for like three years not going back to a mall. That was like me with Walmart, too, after that summer in Georgia. It's like, I never need to go back to a Walmart again. It lasted for like a year and a half. There was a span of time growing up where I like would not step foot in a Walmart. That's because there wasn't really... And I think one of the... There wasn't really one close to us at all. At least not a good one. No, but I remember like one of the first times I was ever in a Walmart was when 
dad, Emily, and I went to Yellowstone in, what was that, like ninth grade? Spring break of ninth grade, maybe? Sounds about right. I'm looking at the giant picture on the wall, and I can't tell. (laughs) Yeah, dad, um, when we went to Yellowstone, uh, dad had Emily and I pose in front of the gigantic Yellowstone sign, and then he blew it up 12 times put it on the wall in his house yep link in the show notes i remember we were in wyoming dad and emily were like we're going to walmart and i was like i'm not going to walmart and they dragged me to walmart and like it's still not a store at all i usually don't intend to go to walmart because there are other stores near me but like now i like i'll go there i don't know why i hated it so much yeah i go less often because there's a target across the street and i have more desire to go to Target. Yeah, we live closest to a high V. And then I have oh, sorry. um the fuel saver card. What? Sorry. Sorry you sorry live by what? A, sorry you live by a high V. What's wrong with high V? It's so expensive. I mean, there was it was right around Christmas time. I got a gift card to High V and a gift card to Target. And I went on apps for like both things and found prices for everything that I had on my grocery list and found the best price. There were some better prices at Walmart for certain things, but Target mostly yeah. had the better deals. But with High V, I have the fuel saver card, so then if I um, buy the the right things, I get money off of gas. Yeah. See, like when you work the system, then it works out, which I guess is true for anything. But when you just go to High V, or really to any grocery store up here, High V or Cub, you go and you're like, this thing is two dollars more than it would be at Target or Walmart. And $2 is a lot when it's less than $10 products. I have the Target app and the Hy-Vee app, so I always try and like find the coupons and find the best deals. So the last time I went to Hy-Vee, I bought 10 boxes of pasta because they were... <laughs> <laughs> it was buy 10 boxes for $10, and then with a purchase of 10, you would get 20 cents off per gallon of gas. I shouldn't laugh. I bought so that I still much pasta have, before. Like, I still have, like, eight and a half boxes of pasta. You're set for quarantine. But I don't, like, I'm almost done with the jar of Alfredo, so it's just going to be pasta, like, nothing on it. Yeah, I've lived that life. And then Hy-Vee also had a deal where you could get a five-pack of mac and cheese for $1.99. So I went to pick up the box, and then on the box there was a coupon for a dollar off. So I got a five-pack for the price of just one box of mac and cheese. That's better for you than me. I'm not a not a mac and cheese fan. I still had leftover mac and cheese because Dad bought me a Costco size for Christmas, and so now I think I'm I still have like 13 boxes of mac and cheese. So I have eight and a half boxes of penne and 13 boxes of mac and cheese. Oh, they also had a really good deal on stuffing when I went to Hy-Vee. They just bought a bunch of carbs. About the only thing I get at Hy-Vee is cookies, because I can actually eat them out of the bakery. But since that's the only thing I get at Hy-Vee, it's not really the best for me to go to Hy-Vee. Yeah, it's just, it's closer than Target. Because I looked it up, and uh, there are two Hy-Vees in Ames. We live near the west one, and the west one is about a mile away. And all of the other grocery stores, the other Hy-Vee, Target, Walmart, and Aldi, they're all about three miles away. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for me to drive three times the distance. Too far to walk. 
I thought about it. I was like, maybe I'll pull an Eric and I'll go walk to Target. And I pulled it up and I was like, nope, I'm, nope. Mm -mm." That was, there was one of the places I was at in Denver was close enough to walk to, like only three quarters of a mile. Here it's a little further. I walked home from Hy-Vee once, but I wasn't actually like a patron at Hy-Vee. I was just on the bus route and grandma called me and I was on the phone and I felt weird talking on the phone, like being the only one on the bus saying anything. So I got off at Hy-Vee and walked a mile home while talking to grandma. That's the only time I walked home from Hy-Vee. I walked to Come and Go the other night. Yeah, I saw. It's not really a whole lot of things within walking distance here. Come and Go is just like three blocks away and I just really wanted a Slurpee. We should say for people listening, that's a gas station and convenience store. (laughs) There were the first time we did the, the first time I was on the Mason City band trip. There were some people in the band who thought it was hilarious that a place was called Come and Go. Yeah, they, they don't have them in Minnesota. Just like Holiday Gas Station, they don't have those in Iowa. Yeah, so I walked to the Come and Go, got a, a slushie and some bags of chocolate covered peanuts. And walked back. One of the times I came down here for a college visit, it was me, Mom, and Emily. And we stayed at a hotel that was right by that same come and go. And I don't remember why, but Emily and I were like, we're going to walk to the come and go and go get something. And we walked to the come and go and we're like, let's get a slushie. And they had a Dr. Pepper flavor and we're like, let's get the Dr. Pepper one. What size? And we looked at the size, small, medium, large extra large and I was like oh just get the biggest one like it's cheap get the biggest one and she pulled out the biggest large container and it was like the biggest drink we had ever seen and I was like yeah just fill it up and she filled it up and it like we couldn't even together finish the whole thing in a night (laughs) and so we were walking back to the hotel just dying laughing because it was the largest size we had ever seen but I convinced her to buy it because like yeah let's do it there are two of us just started drinking it. This was a mistake. I'm sure it was only like a dollar thirty nine. Yeah, because they're not that expensive. And then sometimes it's over the summer they'll do um, all sizes of drinks are ninety nine cents. And so after tax, it's a dollar seven. But then it's only a dollar seven. You can get any size you want. You'll get a large one, drink half of it, and freeze the second half for later. There you go. I feel like it's a good use of my money. hey everyone this is eric stepping in to let you know that the two out of three podcast is a self-funded production those of you familiar with the podcasting universe know that with regards to production costs this is a largely crowdsourced platform however i realized two things one with the current state of the world there are probably a lot of people who are a little long on the free time and a little short on the funds and two this podcast is in its infancy and you may want to hear more before deciding whether supporting us financially in any way is something you're interested in i completely understand these points so let me just give you some information to stick in your back pocket patreon.com is a website dedicated to connecting a large number and variety of creators with patrons who help fund projects they love funding can be given in increments in as little as one dollar per month 
This podcast you're listening to right now, the 2 Out of 3 podcast, has its own Patreon page, patreon.com slash 2 Out of 3 podcast. The great thing about this site for us is that it is more than a crowdsourcing site. It's a way to connect with the people who listen to the podcast. We can post some content exclusive for patrons, and we can post some content that is completely free to the public. If now, or at any point in the future, you are interested in supporting the show financially, head over to patreon.com slash 2 Out of 3 podcast to go through that process. And even if you're not, head over there to see the different things we post related to the episode or to whatever else we might have to share. To learn more about the site and the show, head over to patreon.com slash 2 out of 3 podcast. That's all one word in lowercase with the number 2 and the number 3 in there. Patreon.com slash 2 out of 3 podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Now back to the show. Well, is there anything else on here? Oh, the last thing on this list that I wrote down is that today, as we're recording, it's April Fool's. Just wondering if you remember any April Fool's pranks, because I wasn't a prankster, but I seem to remember <laughs> Emily pulling something on you. I I don't remember any of the pranks that Emily pulled on me, but there was one year I was at Grandma and Grandpa's for April Fool's Day, and it was like the most fun I've ever had out there. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get Grandma. Like, I'm gonna get her. And so I did two things. The first thing I did was I took um, part, like one section of the newspaper. I took the middle section out and I switched it with a different section of the newspaper. <laughs> so I like, grandpa was in on it and I came upstairs later and grandma was like trying to read the last part of the sports section. And she was just like, this damn newspaper, they can never get their sections right. I can't find the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> and i was dying and grandpa was like hey hey joe like look at it <laughs> and then the other thing i did i took some plastic wrap like cling wrap and i went down into the shower and i took the caps off some of grandma's like shampoo and conditioner bottles put a piece of plastic wrap over it and screwed the cap back on so when she squeezed it nothing came out and it wasn't that funny in the moment, but then she called me like six months later and she was like, did you put plastic wrap on multiple things when you were here for April Fool's Day? I was like, yeah, I put it on like four bottles. She was like, I just found the last one and I could not figure out what was wrong with it. <laughs> That's funny. The one I remember Emily pulling on you was tying your door to mom and dad's door. <laughs> the door I remember that. that's the only thing i remember i wasn't big I on pranks one of you one of you i don't remember which one i don't remember it i only remember the story that i had one of those dressers where the drawers pulled all the way out and so i had them organized whatever way i had them organized and someone at one point pranked me by just reorganizing the drawers like putting them in different spots and I just remember hearing the story that, like, I took the drawer out and, like, screamed because it wasn't what it was supposed to be. It was, where are all my things? That I couldn't imagine doing, but I don't remember that. The issue with pranks is that there's always an escalation, and I never wanted to be a part of an escalation. Or I never wanted to get hit back, period. But then the escalating part of it, like, completely stopped me from ever doing anything, more or less. Yeah, I think the pranks I've done have been pretty harmless, like switching out the sections of the newspaper. <laughs> there was one time 
when I was in, I must have been in junior high and Emily was in elementary school still. So I was getting home 45 minutes before her or whatever. And there was one time I hid in the front closet and waited for her to get home and then jumped out at her from the closet after she walked past. And she got so high in the air. It was fantastic. There was one time I was over at my friend's house, and it was the same kind of deal. We were in high school, and her sister was in junior high. And I remember I hid in their pantry, and then when her sister got home, I jumped out at her. And then we recreated it, and the recreated version was the one that went on Facebook. <laughs> so one of our friends was like, this is fake. Yeah, but it, it did actually happen. It was funny. <laughs> but as far as I can remember, that's the only person I intentionally like scared like that. And then there have been a couple of times where things have come out on April Fool's Day that were actually real. And you're just like, why would you choose to announce this on this day? Like there was one time Jack's Bakery in Brooklyn Park. Do you remember that place? Mm-hmm. They announced that they were going to be closing at the end of the week on April Fool's Day. But they actually were like completely closing forever like at the end of the week. It's like, why, why did you announce this on April Fool's? Because it took a while to figure out if it was true or not. Oh, the other thing I remember specifically was when Ellen DeGeneres announced that Finding Dory was going to be a thing. She announced on April Fool's Day. It's like, for something like that, it doesn't seem like April Fool's Day is the best day to announce that there's going to be a Disney movie coming. Last year, I didn't realize that it was April Fool's Day, and I got a um, free cruise voucher for renewing my lease with my apartment. And so I just I just texted Mom. I was like, do you want to go on a cruise with me? She's like, yes and i was giving her details and she was like are are you are you serious i was like yeah i'm gonna get these cruise vouchers do you want to go on a cruise with me she's like is this an april fool's day prank i was like oh no like i'm dead serious i have these cruise vouchers now here we are a year later and our cruise is probably gonna get postponed due due to the coronavirus there was another time when i was interning at a place senior year of college that there was it was a job skills program and they sold books on Amazon. And then whenever they didn't sell, we'd go to Half Price Books and we would try to sell stuff there. And so I was at Half Price Books for them, selling stuff. And my supervisor called me and asked if I could ask them if they had seen this certain book. It was like on women's health. And I like just did it, not realizing that it was supposed to be part of an April Fool's prank. And then like I got another call after, like on another errand. I think they asked me to get everybody a pizza from Little Caesars. And that was finally when I was clued in. I was like, oh, this is for April Fool's. And then part of me wishes I'd just gone into Little Caesars and asked for a pizza box and just brought that back. (laughs) But instead, we had only gotten $1 from selling all the books. So I just, like, walked in and laid the dollar on the guy's desk. I enjoy sometimes watching prank videos and there's a good one of like a dad who sends his daughter into a um like auto parts store it's like can you go ask for blinker fluid blinker fluid is a classic i have a friend who pulled that on his sister about as far as i get with prank videos is watching ellen degeneres she does some good scares oh she did a really funny prank video where she sent adele into like a jamba juice and, like, Ellen was in her ear saying what to say and do. That one was really funny. That was several years ago. 
When I was in, it was either junior high or high school, there was a span of time where, like, I had to watch Ellen every day. <laughs> that was about the same time as my Jeopardy phase. I watched Jeopardy every day and recorded how many points I got. That I didn't do. I watched Jeopardy, but I didn't record. It worked oh, out. Like the teen tournament. I oh, those were so easy, all though. My points during the teen. I... Well, I was a teen at the time. <laughs> I always wanted to do the teen tournament, especially after I was older. It's like, these questions are so easy compared to the normal ones. Yeah, I've taken, I've tried to get on Jeopardy a few separate times. And the the teen test was the best I ever did. I, no, I still didn't do good. Yeah. But I did, it was better than when I did the adult test recently. I did the test for the college tournament eight years ago or whatever. I was actually in Guatemala taking that test it did not go well not even questions i got right just questions i answered it was only a third of the questions that sounds about right so i think i took the college test at least once i maybe took it twice just like no idea now that's on netflix too or on yeah netflix it seems like a weird yeah it seems like a weird thing to put on netflix but it's there that'd be a good like put on in the background while you're doing something show yeah. I remember one of the times we were in Florida to see Grandma Mary, we were watching Jeopardy, and, like, you and Emily would sometimes get a question, right? And I, like, didn't know any of them. And then they, there was one question that was, like, where did, like, what is the historic landmark or um, whatever where Noah's Ark, like, where did Noah's Ark land after the flood? And I just, like, I shouted, just, Mount Ararat! like the first question i ever got right on jeopardy i was like 10 not even i was probably like eight shining moment of glory yeah it was probably like one of the 400 questions <laughs> there was one time when they were still in wisconsin that i got a final jeopardy question right that i impressed grandpa with it was uh the only type of war that you can spell using roman numerals any guesses the only type is it civil yep you are correct. Well done. My shining moment like of glory in front of Jeopardy question. Shining moment of glory in front of Grandpa Bob. Yeah, probably mix up for you um, throwing up chocolate milkshake on their carpet once. Yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> Were mom and dad even there? Nope, it was just the kids. I just remember you throwing up on the carpet. <laughs> 